Tony Duchesne here. Welcome to episode 125 of Drinks with Tony, a bonus episode with my guest Sue Beyer. She's 92 years old and her first novel is based on her time as a journalist for a newspaper in Buffalo, New York, where she worked in the 1950s and 1960s. The book is called All Things in Time. I'm Sue Beyer and I'm listening to Drinks with Tony. Okay? Get on the Drinks with Tony show. Hi, you're listening to Drinks with Tony. I'm your host, Tony Duchesne. Today on the show, we have Sue Beyer. She's the author of All Things in Time. She graduated from Vassar in 1947 and worked for the Buffalo Evening News for 27 years. Sue is a debut author. Hi, Sue. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, I guess now. <laughs> Get the facts straight. Didn't you go to journalism school? Yeah, yes, I did, Columbia. Yeah. The, um, how old are you, by the way? How old am I or was I when I went to journalism school? How old are you now? I think we have a Fifth Amendment in the United States it says you don't have to testify against yourself. Well, you look great, so I was, that's why I was asking. <laughs> but so, but this is your first novel, and it's so cool that you finally wrote that. I mean, that you finally wrote a novel. It's it's great. To, how do you feel that you have a novel out now? When I wake up in the night, I always work on a fictional novel, and it always bores me, so I go back to sleep. It isn't turned out to be this book, but it's how it got me working along on the story. So it started out that it was just something that bored you and that put you to sleep, but then you actually wrote a good story. Well, journalism training and you, being a news reporter, a general assignment one, you meet many people, you learn, you know, you don't sit in your own little box of friends. And so I guess that's, I don't specifically, the people did not, I mean, they can't actually point to each person and say that's based on somebody. They're all a hodgepodge of people. That's what a lot of people don't understand that. They go, who was that in your life? And you go, no, no, no. But it's it would be too boring if it was just one person. Bring in, bring in the the psychosis of five people into one person, and then exactly. it's fun. Exactly. What what year did you start um, uh, doing journalism? Uh, I had a secretarial job a few years after college. One day, my boss walked in. I was talking on the phone, eating my lunch and reading a book. And he said, if you want to do many things badly instead of one thing well, why don't you think about journalism? And you know, I did. And I got in. I think women were then the minority. I know they were. There were seven women in a class of 60. Today, there'd probably be seven men in a class of 60. So that's what got it started. What was, was what, what was that like to be uh, one of the very few women entering journalism? Well, 
Well, there were seven of us. So we weren't, it didn't matter. We were all in class together and we all had assignments. I think we went out every Tuesday night. We had to go out and interview whoever they told us. One night I got sent out to a meeting of the Swedish something or other, and they didn't speak English, but mostly it worked. How do you make something like that work when you don't speak the language? Oh, you find somebody in the group who does speak the language and you hope they're telling you the truth when they tell you what's going on. <laughs> if they weren't telling the truth, I never would have known. Yeah, but you got your assignment done. We have one night a week. We all went out in the city of New York on different assignments wrote them up and handed them in. Then the next day they told us what they thought of it. What, when, what was your first job as a journalist? Oh, I graduated on a Friday and went to the Buffalo, then evening news on Monday. That was my first and only journalism job. I was there 25 years out of 27 because I had two kids along the way. So you were on camera? Was that, was, that, uh, was that television? No, no, it was a newspaper. Okay. I never did television writing. Oh, okay, you, so you were in the newsroom. Yes. And, and what, what, was, what was your beat? What stories did you write? In the beginning, the first 12 years, it was education. And then I got to do general interest features, which was much more fun for the next 13 years. And after all those years, I got bored. I quit and went into the travel business, not because I'd make any money that way, but because we got to travel in those days. How can you sell a trip to a place if you've never been there? So by that time, my youngest kid had gone off to college. I could earn a little less money. And my husband and I went over oh, many places from Australia to uh, all around Europe. We had a good time. I wasn't making as much money, but we got to everywhere was half price because I was working press. Yeah, it's. The, I would take the job for a lot cheaper to fly all over the world. I don't think they do that anymore. But. Yeah. What What was uh, What was one of your favorite travel destinations? Oh, London and Paris, both. Really? Big city where I could just walk along the streets with my eyes wide open, which I'd learned to do in journalism school. You know that little kid's book, To Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street. It's Keep Your Eyes Wide Open. And so that was the fun of it. I love to walk in a strange city and just walk, not necessarily tourist places, but you know, stop for lunch somewhere strange. It was fun. Yeah, it sounds great. I, I want that life. Sounds <laughs> good. Yeah. And then, um, and, and how did the, how did you, when you have the novel, when you're finished, 
did you send it to people? Did you say, you know what, this 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 could get published? I sent it to a couple of commercial publishers who sent back letters that said we don't take things anymore, you know. And uh, so I self-published it. I paid a little money, but I didn't think I'd make any money, but I have. Not, I mean, I couldn't retire on it, but uh, it came back. It was worth uh, doing. Now that now that you're now that this is a profitable career for you, do you yes. <laughs> are you working on another book? No, I might. It's two inches of snow outside. It's cold. That's how I got to write the first book. And if the snow doesn't melt because I'm a gardener, I may have to write another one. Well, let's hope the snow doesn't melt. Are, are you in Buffalo still, or where are you? I am 12 miles out of Buffalo. And you just had a storm, didn't you? Oh, but they know what to do. We had a heavy snow by two hours later. My street was totally plowed. The sidewalks in the village were plowed. The little path through the park next door was plowed. Buffalo does not get upset about things except, I think it was the blizzard of 77 when we had several feet. I live north of the city. My daughter who lives here lives south of the city. She gets twice as much snow as I do. The storms don't hit badly north of the city. Good to know. If I ever, if I ever invest in real estate in Buffalo, I'm, I'm buying north, not south. Absolutely. Actually, real estate here is still a good buy in relation to much of the rest of the country. Oh, yeah? The city is beginning to boom, but not too heavily. What what year what when you were traveling to Paris? What years were you traveling? What 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 uh, what what years with your husband? Oh, the travel business. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I one. I worked on the paper twenty seven years, so that's seventy something. Probably the eighties, the nineties. Cool. You did. Go ahead. Be able to travel now and get out of this cold. Yeah. And you didn't know you were going to do math on this show. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you do math. You didn't know I was going to do math? I, I didn't know. You didn't know I was going to give you uh, addition, addition and subtraction uh, assignments as we talk. I was never in fourth grade because when I was in grade school, it was a depression. The fourth grade teacher died, so we all went from third grade to fifth grade, and I still can't do long division very well. <laughs> so, so if so, back then, if a teacher died, you just went to the next grade. And we just went to the what? You just went to fifth grade. Oh yeah, from third. So place the teacher. So if you had like four teachers die. You can finish school in eight years. That's true. I think if more teachers died, they would have got a substitute or at least one. Yeah, okay, cool. 
And and where did you grow up? Was that in uh, near Buffalo okay. as well? I grew up in the city of Buffalo. Okay. I lived in New York for a few years after I got out of Columbia, but mostly I've always lived in this area. Was living in New York City, was that a culture shock compared to living in Buffalo? Uh, it was more fun when you're young and single, wouldn't you rather live in New York than Buffalo? Yeah. It's Buffalo, but... So it was good times to be single uh, in, when you were in New York City. Yeah, it was fun. And then I came back to get married to the person from the next, when I, I worked, how'd that go? Anyway, I went back and married another reporter and I've been in Buffalo ever since, but we always both traveled on our vacations, went everywhere. After what? I spent 25 years over a period of 27 years working for the paper. Then when my youngest went off to college, I didn't need to make as much money. And that's when I went into the travel business. And in those days, we got to go two for one almost everywhere if you were in the travel business. So we had fun. Your husband was lucky. That he was your that he was your guest every time. He had lived through the worst of the depression in New York City. He was glad to have a working wife. A lot of other people in that age didn't. If I had married a doctor or a lawyer, I wouldn't have been allowed to work because they would have said, "He's not doing very well. She has to work." But Newspaper people who cared. So it was fine. When, when did you, so you met your husband at the newspaper? Yes, he had the next desk. He hadn't got his pants. <laughs> yes. Did you know he was the one when you saw him? No. How, when did you know that this guy could be, that you were in love with him and you can get married? When, when what well, was it? I went and worked in New York for a year, and then I realized that I really would have been at home and married to him. And because he had been really in tough circumstances when he was a kid, he was quite glad to have a working wife. In the 50s and 60s, a lot of guys would not have been happy. You know, those were the years when the ads showed a woman hugging the toilet paper or wearing four-inch heels while vacuuming. And so most of my friends did not work. They tolerated the fact that I did. And so, and when when you told him, hey, you know, me and you need to get together, did, did he ask you out or did you ask him out first? Oh, he asked me out. Yeah? Those were old-fashioned days. And did you and were and when he asked you out, did you say yes immediately, or did you kind of give him a little? Uh, did you make well, it rough? Uh, when he asked me out, he took me to the theater to see some anti-war play, and I said yes right away. You still asking me in the theater, and if it's open, I say yes right away. Good play, bad play. I just love live theater. 
Oh yeah, I miss live theater. I wanted to come back. So that's great. You, you keep dating. You kept dating even after you were married. Well, we always went out with friends on Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So how long before, so you go on the first date. When does he say, I want to marry you? How long was that time? I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, he needed to do a better job to make it memorable. I say that's his fault. Well, after a while, I had left and worked in New York for that year. And then I came home. So that put oh. us both in the, we better be together. Oh, so you dated, you went to New York, and you were still a single woman. So you got to see other men? Well, yeah, some. Cool. And then you realized... No, my lover's back home. Yeah, it was just easier to live in Buffalo. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. So. That's fantastic. So gardening, what what um what do you garden? What am I writing? No, what gardening. We're talking we, we switched to gardening. Oh, You're I, a gardener. I am I like to play in the mud. I think it's because I was kept too clean as a child and I'm making up for it now. When up until this year, I have first on my day off, then when I retired on a certain day, work at the botanical gardens, weeding. Doing the weeding? And then, and what do you grow? What, what's, what's your favorite thing to grow? Oh, I have vegetables and I have flower gardens. Oh, cool. Uh, so I guess I like the flowers, but I like the vegetables too. I have a young friend who plows up my patch of flowable land that I probably couldn't do anymore. But then I go to it. I like to watch it grow. It gives me something to do. You know, in the summers we're in the country and you know, once the gland is plowed, you can be very old and still garden. And but I have to have a fence around it because otherwise, the first year I did vegetable gardening, I made lunch for the deer. <laughs> you know, all the other animals. Now I have an electric fence around my garden patch. Yeah, you don't need to make lunch for deer. They can go find it somewhere else. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what um and is there something about like having your hands in soil that feels good? Yes. My grandfather my grandfather taught me to garden. My mother always said, get out of there, you what, what will the neighbors say? And of course the day after she first said that the woman next door was out working in her garden. He started a trend. But my mother always thought it was a bad thing to get your hands dirty. Oh, what was your what was your grandfather's name? Jacob. And where was he from? Well, he was born in London. Okay. He came over. Must have stopped in Canada because that's where he met my grandmother, and they came to Buffalo and had three daughters. Sue, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Very nice. Have a good evening. 
Sue Byer on Drinks with Tony. She's 92 and a debut novelist, which means it's never too late to fulfill your dreams of becoming a big-time famous writer. Come back next week when my guest is Jane Rosenberg Laforge. Until then, have a great weekend. I'll see you next Wednesday.